pray. Thank you, Lord. Oh, amen. Father, we, uh, we just we invite your presence. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. Just come and, and, and speak to our hearts today. Oh, there's that song we were singing as Daniel encouraged us to do. Lord, we just give our, ourselves to you. Lord, we ask for you to come and to do a work in our hearts. Do a work in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Well, amen. I'm uh, I'm hesitating because I think I'm going to go a different direction than I'd originally planned. So I'm trying to wait and see if that's what the Lord wants to do or not. But, um, you know, some of the, um, we've been talking about warfare and um, you know, some, of the, some of the times, this may shock you, but some of the times, um, even as a Christian, you don't always feel like you're uh, hitting a, batting 100%. Y'all ever feel that way, or am I the only one? I'm the only one. Well, this message is for me then. So, um, you know, there's that, the song we sang with everything, and I, I, I hesitate to say this because I know all of you, unfortunately, are not Seminole fans. But there's a, um, <coughs> there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a chant they do, and uh, it, it's, and it, it's a warfare. Chant. That's what the purpose of what they're doing. They're they're calling a team to go to war, to to battle, to get up there and fight, to to do what you what you what you're here for. You know? And when we sing that song with everything, and we get to that part, um, to me it just always there's just something. As soon as we hear that part, where it kind of goes into this, oh, oh, oh or you're just kind of it, it's like you just kind of um, it's like it's a war cry. Does that make sense? And it's and and it's a it's a it's just a it's where you're crying out and you're and you're doing this in a sense you're doing battle and you're and you're and you're and you're and you're it's a war cry to where you're calling out to God and you're crying out to God to come and to, and to battle for you and to do what He said He was going to do in His Word and so it's 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 this it's a war we're in and a number of the songs we sang this morning just really kind of touched me so I'm. The song "Awaken in My Soul," you know, one of the um, one of the greatest kings that ever lived in Israel as a king of Israel was who? Who would y'all say? David, absolutely. David was was is known through scriptures being uh, just uh, an incredible king, an incredible uh, uh, warrior. He was a uh, you know he uh, he was a fighter. He uh, he was a worshiper. He was, he was known God. He made the statement about David. He said, David's a man after my own heart. And, and yet, at the same time, he screwed up a lot. Right? I mean, you know, he, he, he committed adultery. He murdered a guy, murdered the husband of the, of the lady that he committed adultery with. I mean, that's, that's pretty, I mean, 
mean, in, in most circles today in the church, if that happened, the, the person would be ousted, right? All the, you get a lot of friendly fire, <laughs> you know. Um, and I'm not, by any means, obviously, I'm not by any means okaying that, so that's something you ought to do as, as Leadership 101. But um, my point is this, that's what I love about the Psalms, is, is David, there was, there was times even in, in this king's heart, you know, there, was, there was times in all of his glory and all of the things that, that happened in his life of victory and the battles that, that were won, there was, there was times in his heart where he, where he, would, just, he would just be discouraged and be uh, depressed and be beaten down and, 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 and he'd look around and, and, and when he looked around all he saw was his enemies around him, scattered around him and they, they were attacking him and, and there was there was just times this man of God, okay, a man after, it's the only person I'm aware of in Scripture that God said he's a man after my own heart. There, there's times that this, that this man of God would just, would just would get discouraged. And what's so, what's so neat about the Psalms, and I encourage you guys to read, just read and reread and reread the Psalms. If you, literally, if you do five a day, you read through it in a month. There's 150 of them. And just keep going over and over and over through those Psalms. What I like about it is David, David would just, in the middle of being discouraged, in the middle of being depressed, in the middle of being, felt like he was being beaten up, and that, that he was, I'm sure he felt like he was losing the war. In the middle of all that, he, he, would, he would say to himself, he would, he would look at himself and he would, tell, he would tell himself, soul, wake up. He, he, would, he would speak to himself and he would say, Soul, I, I know this is going on. I know my enemies are surrounding me. I know I'm getting beat up. I know, I'm, I, I, know I feel like I'm, I'm just going backwards in my life. I know all hell is breaking loose against me. But he would, he would have these conversations with himself, with his soul, and he would say to his soul, Arise, wake up. And, and I, I, I don't know, for me, that just... Because I've, have you ever been there? I mean, I've been there where, there where there's times where I just look around and I think, I can't take any more of this. If I have one more person say one more thing, I'm getting my gun. Never been there? That's when we, we have to see, that's, it kind of goes back to warfare, but that's where we have to learn. When we get in the middle of that scenario, when we get in that situation, there's things that we can do, there's steps that we can take. We can start telling ourselves what the truth is. See, the, the truth is this. The truth isn't what we see. The truth is what this says. Is that right? The, the truth is what's in here. What, what God's word says, this, this is written for us. This is, this is God's word to us, to speak to us. And so what's real is here. What we see with this isn't necessarily real. I hope that makes sense. So we can, we, can, we can do what David did, and we can be surrounded by our enemies. We can be surrounded by our, 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 our things that are going on in our lives. There's issues and problems and trials and the, and the test and the you know, problems with our marriages and problems with our kids and problems with our job and problems with our finances and problems, and, and, and problems with our vehicle. And we can be surrounded by those. And, and, and if we keep our eyes on them, 
then guess what happens? We get beat up, we get discouraged, we get depressed. We think the world's against us. We think everybody hates us. We think we're in it all by ourselves. And that's when we that's where you and I have to begin to go back to, okay, I can I can talk to myself. I can I can tell my soul, you know what, soul? This isn't true. I know this may be what's being whispered in my ear. This may be what the enemy's talking to me about. This may be what he's telling me, but I know the truth, and the truth will set me free. Now, knowing the truth is different from just hearing the truth. You understand that? (laughs) You can hear the truth, and it won't change you. Just, Just hearing truth doesn't change you. It's, it's, it's hearing and then obeying. It's hearing and then doing. There's a scripture, I don't remember exactly where it's at, but there's a scripture where Jesus talks about the wise man is the man that hears the word of God and then does it. He's the one that's built his house on the, on the rock. So when the, storms, when the storms come, guess what? They're going to come. When they come, when, when those storms come, your house is built on what? On the rock. The rock isn't just, I know some truth. I've heard some sermons. I've, heard, I've read some books. I, I know it. It's knowing it, hearing it, and believing it, and believing it means you do it. So it's knowing the truth. And so you can start telling yourself. Even when, even, I mean, you can have your worst week. Okay? It, I mean, it, everybody could be against you. And you can and you and you can you can get with God. Okay, this is why it's so important to have times with the Lord. This is why it's so important to abide in Him. When we abide in Him, okay, that's why it's so important to do that. You can have your literally your worst week, and it looks like everything is going wrong. And you can get aside with God, and you can start talking to God, and God can start talking to you, and you can start having fellowship back and forth with Him, and He'll start speaking into your soul, start speaking into your heart. You can start speaking into it, and you can start declaring, this isn't true. I know this has happened, but here's the truth. This is the truth. I'm, I'm a child of God. This is the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the King. This is the truth. We win. The, the truth is the battle has been won. That's the truth. And so when we sing, I just I want to just encourage you guys, when we sing songs like that and, it, and, it's, and we're doing warfare and we're singing songs where, where we says to shout unto God. Shout, shout unto God. You know what shouting means? It means shouting. <laughs> it there's, listen, there's dozens of scriptures. I don't have time to go through them. And I'd have to look them up because I don't remember exactly where they're at. But there's dozens of scriptures where it talks about shouting unto the Lord. There, there's times where just, where just shouting brings victory in your life. Just, just, shout, just shout. In fact, I was reading this week in Joshua. I love Joshua. I was just reading this week, and, and it, the funny thing is, we take we read these Bible stories, and we just read them so, you know, I don't know, nonchalantly. What's the word I'm looking for? We just, we just, what's that? Yeah, we just read them. And it's like, oh yeah, that happened, and we don't, 
We don't really process it and don't think about it. But there's, there's this opening story in Joshua, and he's, you know, he's, been, he's been told. In fact, this guy, Moses tells him, and God gives him a word. And says, he says, Joshua, be strong and be courageous. Be strong. Joshua, you're a young man. Moses has just died. Be strong. Be courageous. Why do you think that word came to him? Do you think he was going to need to be strong and courageous? Do you think there was probably going to be some battles in his life? Be strong. Be courageous. And the very, the very first battle they walk into, the very first one, They come into this, this, this against this fortified city. It's, it's, the, it's Jericho. It's fortified. And, and, and God tells these guys, I'm giving this city to you. Let me ask you a question. When somebody says they're going to give you something, do you think, do you think, when you think of that, do you think you've got to do something to get it? Huh? No, I mean, typically, if I said I was going to give you a $20 bill, I'm going to give this $20 bill to you, you would just take it. <laughs> you, you wouldn't think you had to do something. Well, in this scenario, it's a little different. And this, this is what's so cool. God tells them, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you this fortified city. I'm giving it to you. Doesn't he? So in my mind, if God told me I'm going to give that to you, I would just sit back and expect it to just come, Right? Well, that's not what they had to do. God gave it to them, but they still had to do something. They still, God told them, Here, I'm giving the city to you, but I want you to do this. I want you for seven days in a row, I want you to, well, the first thing they did is they crossed the Jordan at flood time on dry ground. That was pretty cool. Okay. Then they get there, and God tells them, for seven days, I want you to do this. I want you to just walk around this city for seven days. I don't want you talking I don't want you blowing trumpets. I don't want you saying anything aloud. I want you just to walk around the city. So the first day, they walk around the city. They go back to camp. Second day, they walk around the city. They go back to camp. Third day, they walk around the city. Fourth day, fifth day. Now, I don't know about you, but me, and I do know about you because I know you. By the fifth day and nothing's happening, I'm beginning to question. Did I hear God? Did God really say? You ever heard that? Did God really say that? Don't you, can you, I mean, don't you just think some of those people were talking back and forth to each other? Huh? Do you think when they got back to the camp, some of them were, they were known for that. Y'all aware of that? They mumbled and grumbled and complained a bunch. Don't you think some of them probably went back to the camp at night and thought to themselves, what in the world are we doing? This Joshua, he's the new guy. He is, he's already lost it. <laughs> right? And so, so what do they do? They, sixth day, they do it. Seventh day, God tells them on the seventh day to, to walk around it seven times. On the seventh time, I want you to do something. What did he tell them to do? He told them to shout and to blow the trumpet. So on the seventh day, they shouted, and the walls came down. Now, God gave it to them, but they still had to shout. 
I don't, I don't think if they, if they had not done what God told them to do, I don't think the walls on the seventh day would have just fallen down. They still had to obey. They still had to follow, they still had to follow God's word. They still had to do what God told them to do. Right? And so they shouted. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I can scientifically prove this, but I know in my own personal life that I've experienced it. There's times that if I just, if I just start shouting, I get victory. I don't mean shouting at somebody. I mean just shouting. <laughs> shouting to the Lord. Just letting a hoot out. Just letting a holler go. I mean, there, it, there, there, there's been times where I've been riding down the road, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just start hollering. And I'm sure somebody next to me, they would think I was nuts, okay? There, there's something that happens in the spirit realm when you do that. When you just, when you just let her go. And so my, my encouragement is this, guys, when we sing songs like that, it's kind of an encouragement for us to respond, <laughs> right? I mean, it's kind of an encouragement. If we're to shout unto God, there's kind of this, there's an encouragement where we, where we just need to shout unto God. And that brings victory in doing that. Sometimes you can just look at the enemy and just shout. And, and, and that, that I'm gonna, let me show you one scripture. Look in a... Let me find it first. Look at 2 Chronicles 20. Got your Bible, 2 Chronicles 20. You there? All right, I'm going to just read through this. After the first one, after this, the Moabites and Amorites with some of the Minuites, <laughs> all the other rites, came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazan of Tamar. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat, look what he does. He, he sees what, what's coming. He hears the enemy's coming, right? So he alarmed resolves to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to what? You there? To seek him. So, first step, in the middle, there's a, there's a war. There's, the armies are coming. The enemy's coming to them. The first thing they did was what? They, they called a fast, and they sought God. They went to God. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and he said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. O God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built a man in a sanctuary for your name. What's, what's he doing? What's Jehoshaphat doing there? He's what? He's, he's praying, but in his prayer he's doing what? He's reminding himself of what? Of what God's done. He's reminding himself of what God's done. 
You remember David when he came and, 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 the, and Goliath was there challenging you know, the armies of Israel and, and little David, they think he's probably about 13, 14 at this time. He comes along and he, he comes before Saul and he says, I'll take him on. In fact, this, Saul, I've already, I've already taken on a bear and I've already taken on a lion. I, I can take on this uncircumcised Philistine. He's reminding himself. Jehoshaphat, he's praying. He's, he's, he's reminding God, but he's kind of in the process reminding himself and, and the people. If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or a plague or a famine, we will stand, look at this, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. Isn't that awesome? But now we, here we are, men from Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them, and they did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession that you gave us as an inheritance? <laughs> Again, he's, what's he, he's saying, God, you gave us this. Part, part of what we have to do when we're, when we're in the middle of those kind of situations is just remind ourselves, God, this is who I am. God, you gave me this. God, this came from you. This is a promise you gave me, God. This is the word of the Lord. This is, God, this is what you told me. This is what you told me in your word. This, this is a prophetic word that you gave me, Lord. I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm believing the truth. For we have, look at this, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do. Ever been there? <laughs> we don't know what to do, God, but our eyes are on you. God, we don't really know what to do here. We don't know how to handle this. We don't know how to fight this situation. I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill next month. I, God, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I, don't, I, I, can't get this. I can't even get to work because my car's broke down. God, how am I going to do with this? All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood before the Lord. All of them, the whole clan, stood before God. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Madaniah, the Levite, man, uh, the descendant of Asaph, who stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. This is what the Lord says to you today, now, to you here. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Because of this vast army, for, I love this, for, here's why, you don't, here's why you don't have to be afraid. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, it's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the paths, pass of Ziz. And you will find them in the end at the, at the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not, look at this, you will not have to fight this battle. Take your positions and stand firm and see. 
O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. When God says that, he, he says that over and over and over in Scripture. You'll find God saying, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Why do you think God keeps reminding us of that? One, we don't get it. Why else? Why would God tell us, why would he tell you don't get discouraged, don't be afraid? Because what? Because there's a temptation, you're going to do that. Because things are going to come your way. Stuff's going to come into your life. Things that are going to come against you is going to tempt you and me. It's going to tempt us to get discouraged. It's going to tempt us to be afraid. So God says, don't do it. He just tells us, don't do it. <laughs> you know what? That, that, here's what that says to me. That says to me, I got a choice. Isn't that right? It says to me, we have a choice. We have a choice when this, when, I almost said a bad word. We, we have a choice when this stuff, scubula, those of you that have been around know what that means. When, when, we, when we have this temptation, for the, when this stuff comes against us to discourage us and to, and to cause us to walk in fear, when that temptation comes, we've got a choice. We can either give in to it or not do it. You will not, Luke says, you'll not have to fight this battle. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. First step of this battle is what? Worship. They're going out to face this army, and their first thing they do is worship. I understand, listen to me, worship, worship isn't about what you and I get out of it, it's about what God gets out of it, okay? But the cool thing is when we do worship, we get stuff out of it. One of the things we get out of it when we worship God is God shows up. The psalmist says God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we worship God and we praise him, God's presence comes. When God's presence comes, guess who leaves? The enemy. They bowed down and worshiped. Then some of the Levites from the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord God with a quiet voice. <laughs> What's it say? With a loud voice or with a, a very loud voice? They cried out to the Lord. They praised him with a very loud voice. You think maybe they were excited? You think maybe there was some emo maybe there was a little emotionalism in it? Maybe their emotions got involved. Maybe something stirred up. They shouted to God. They look at me. They haven't they haven't even got to the enemy yet. They haven't even faced the enemy yet. They haven't even they're not even in front of him. Right now they're just going to God. And they're shouting to the Lord. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After the consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. And they went out at the head, as, and they went out at the head of the army. Where's the praisers at? In the front. 
at the head of this army. They go out and they give thanks to the Lord for his Lord, for the, his love endures forever. Lewis says, verse, here's, here's a key, circle this. 22, as, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. As they began to worship, as they began to, in the middle of this situation, in the middle of whatever that trial is that's going on in your life, in, in the middle of when it looks like the enemy has is, is left everybody else alone but you, and he's encamped against you, in the middle of that, you worship, you praise, you sing. When they did that, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped destroy one another. What happened? In the middle of praise and worship, what happened to the enemy? They, got, they turned on each other and they came, went into confusion. They started killing one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and they looked up toward the vast army, they saw, here's what they saw, only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and articles of value. More, look at this, more than they could even take away. There was so much plunder that it took them three days to collect it. Is that incredible? In the middle, in, in the middle of this battle, and, and God shows up, he, he wipes out their enemies, and in the middle of the battle, they get to do something. They get to go out and collect something. They get to collect plunder that the enemy had. They, in other words, they get to go take back from the enemy. They get to take stuff the enemy has ripped off. My, here's what I want to say this morning. How many of you guys, in fact, just with the lifting, just the lifting your hands, how many of you guys would say that right now, at this point in your life, you feel like you've been in the middle of warfare? You feel like you've just been attacked, the enemy's been after you, been trying to get you, I want to encourage you to do this. Find God's truth and respond to it. Act on it. Instead of, instead of fixing your eyes on the things that are Scripture, I think it's Corinthians talks about, instead of fixing our eyes on the things that are temporal, that are unseen, we fix our eyes on the things that are eternal. If you, if you and I spend, and it, here's the temptation, when something comes against you, the temptation is to focus on that thing, isn't it? I mean, you, the temptation is, is if there's a problem that's come against you, if there's something that's happened, I, I don't care what it is, it could be a sickness in your family, it could be your car just broke down, it could be you just lost your job, it could be your kids are, are not responding the way they should be, it could be you and your husband are, are, are duking it out, <laughs> 
don't care what it is. Our eyes need to not focus on that, but focus on truth. Focus on the eternal. And then after our eyes are focused, we have a response to make. The response is we can begin to worship God. The response is in the, in the middle of whatever that situation is. In the middle, I don't, I don't care what it is. In the middle of it, you and I, in the, in the midst of looking like you're going to lose everything, in the midst of that, you and I can focus on God and praise Him. Then we walk in victory. So here, here, here's the choice. We got the choice. We can we can mope around. <laughs> we can complain. We can think everybody's against us. We can gripe. We can talk bad about everybody else. We can you know we can just focus on the fact that I don't have this and I don't have that. Or we can focus on Jesus. Or we, or we can, we can choose to worship. We can, we can choose in the middle, of, in the middle of when it, it looks like everything's against us. We can make the choice to praise and worship. That's a choice. Now, you can choose not to. You can choose to try and deal with it yourself. You can choose to try and figure it out yourself. You can choose to try and figure out how to make this work better, how to make it happen. You can you can you can have a pity party. You you can you can make that choice. You know how much good all that does? None. I've experienced it. I've tried it. It doesn't help. It doesn't work. Have y'all tried it? <laughs> doesn't work. I mean, you can even call your buddies over and, and let them join in your pity party. It still doesn't work. I want us to do this. Um, can you guys put on some music? Please, sir. Sirs. Um, let's stand up. A minute ago when I asked you guys to raise your hand if you felt like you were in the middle of uh, attacks, in the middle of warfare, we're going to do this this morning. I'm going to just ask you, see, we, we believe one of the vineyard's values is that everybody gets to play, and that basically means we all get to be used by God, we all get to pray for folks, we all get to minister healing for folks. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to do this. If you raised your hand earlier, want to say, I, listen, I just, I, I feel like I'm getting beat up. I need somebody to pray for me. I want to just ask you to raise your hand. And we're going to just gather around you. We're going, if you're, if you didn't raise your hand, find somebody that has their hand up and gather with them and we're going to pray for them. I'm going to pray first and then you can pray for them. If, if you need prayer, get your hand up. It's pretty simple. 
bunch of you raised your hands earlier, so don't don't get scared all of a sudden. If you raised your hand earlier, get it up. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, find somebody that's got a hand raised and just get around them for a minute. Put your hand down. When somebody gets to you, you can put your hand down. Just make sure everybody's got somebody there. All right, let's pray. I'm going to pray first, and then you guys can pray individually. Um, ask them what's going on after I've prayed, and if it's something they can share, then they can share with you. If it's something they just say they can't share, you can just say that. Father, we just we thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence. We invite you to come. Father, thank you for victory. Lord, thank you that you have won the battle. Jesus, you've already defeated the work of the enemy. Father, I just pray for each person, Lord, this morning that's been, that's just had one of those weeks or months or, or maybe even longer, Lord, I just pray for them. I pray for them to be strong and courageous, Lord. I pray for them not to get discouraged, Lord. I pray that they will fix their eyes on you, that their hope would be in you, Lord, and not in their circumstances. Dad, I pray for freedom, for victory in their lives, Lord. Freedom, Lord, total freedom. Out of you guys just pray for them as you still live.